Welcome to Smize Queens, the number one podcast recapping America's Next Top Model from the very beginning. I'm your host, Drew Haskins, and joining me as always is the lovely Nick Vistanek. Hi, Nick. Hi. We're also, uh, we couldn't get the uh, trainer John Silverman here today, so we have the next best thing, John Smith. Yeah, hi. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Where do we start? How are we going to start talking about this? Well, let's let's start, I guess, from your background. So you're pretty much a novice to America's Next Top Model. I have never seen this until yesterday. And then I watched three episodes and a quick Wikipedia search. But other than that, I've never seen it. Wow, that is crazy. So did you grow up watching reality television or... I watched American Idol with my family. Okay. And that's actually really the only reality TV... I ever watched. Well, you watched No Survivor. You watched no. Drag Race, right? I mean, did you well, see I, I Parallels? Started, I started that, though. Like, I've only seen one full season of that. Well, I guess All-Stars, too. So two seasons of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I never watched the original, like, Drag Race that was also, like, low budget. So I'm sure I've seen, like, clips from it, which seemed very similar to this. But, yeah. That it's... was, like, your takeaway. It was the, the budget of Well, yeah, because it's 2003. 2003, like, very... I don't know. The, like, judging... What's what do they call that at the end when like, oh panel the panel the yeah. not just the panel no but like when she's doing the picking the oh the when photos. she's handing is out the call anything the call the call out well yeah. yeah like it's just like a blue curtain and those two giant lamps they had back there <laughs> like none of it yeah the, it's so weird it happens like during the daytime and you can see the light coming through the curtain. Yeah, they, I mean, they had, like, a Michael's budget, got a few swaths of fabric, but didn't have yeah. enough to cover the entire room and wherever they are. And it, I mean, it is full daylight. Well, I mean, even look at, like, uh, when they zoom in on, like, the Tyra mail, it's not even cut. It's clearly someone just printed it off a computer and, like, cut <laughs> it in the middle. And they didn't even use, like, you know, one of the, like, edge things. They just used scissors because it's, like, jagged <laughs> edges and just taped onto it. Well, we noticed um, the font when we were watching... Um, the I mean it's basically Helvetica. It's not even it fancy. Was. And did you see every line? It was written like Rupee Car, like, <laughs> like it was like tomorrow. Next line. It was like it was like poetry. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's interesting that you bring up American Idol too. I think for a lot of people our age, that kind of was like the gateway reality TV show. And I think that first season of. Well, we talked about this on the last episode a little bit, but that first season of American Idol debuted only a year or two before this first cycle of Top Model. What else was airing in 03? I think probably Survivor had just started around that time. I think so. Well, 03 was when American Juniors was on air. Was that only one season? That was only one season. That was my foray into that and American Idol were happening at the same time. So I really started watching TV. All right at all in 2003 i'd say that was when i started watching with my parents i did not pick up on um top model but for some reason my parents both know of adrian curry they both separately told me like oh yeah isn't that adrian's season my dad told me the other day i mean i didn't realize was it like that that big type thing it must have been at the time like i don't know 
there's no way my dad watched this show, right? Like, it's easy to forget in hindsight, five million people per season watch Top Model from cycles one no. through nine. I mean, it was, yeah, it was a big phenomenon in the ratings back then. And then Adrienne Curry, well, I mean, she wasn't, she wasn't really famous for modeling, but I mean, she was on that I Want to Marry Brady show or whatever, where she married the young son from the original Brady Bunch. It was the what? It was before. It was the show that predated Flavor of Love, and they were married for a long time. Actually, I think they were they were married for like six years. So, you know, a long time for like a reality TV manufacturer. I'm going to say but... the dissolution of their marriage. I'm going to chalk it up to communication issues. Communicating with Adrian and that crazy accent. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> It's tough. I really want to go back and watch that, though, because I would be interested to see... I thought see... it was a bit, the first, like, 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. Of her talking like that. Well, oh, let's... No. She, she's the Chicago party aunt. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. no, I didn't watch the first two episodes, though, so you gotta understand. I came into it in the third episode not knowing, like, anyone's backstory, and they just, like, went right into it. So yeah, we no really idea. had you, like... Not even dip your toe in I didn't the even insanity, look it up. I didn't but... even look up, like, oh, what were the intros or anything. And I think I skipped the previously on because I was like, oh, I didn't see it. I don't need to see you it. You don't need to see um, it. I mean, yeah, this these three episodes we gave you to watch are pretty psychotic, even by the standards of this show. I mean, it really feels like a cannonball into an empty pool a little bit, what we had you do. No, it's not. I mean, it's good television in the sense that it's terrible television yeah. it did not age at all oh it has not aged at all it didn't you were you saying or i think somebody said that like she's apologized for the earlier seasons passion i feel like or she's acknowledged that like they're not good or i think a lot of it was probably to do with body image and whatnot mm-hmm. um, yeah Janice Dickinson having a lot to do with that. I think is that could, who that judges? That, that judges. really aggressive, mm-hmm. like she's fat, like yeah. that. <laughs> she yeah. should be toppling cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. That that's Janice Dickinson, and I think probably Tyra has apologized on behalf of um, her because they're f- like feuding. Yeah, oh, really. They do not have a good relationship post show. In fact, I think she was Janice was fired from it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every other supermodel who has ever been on the panel, Janice. And after Tyra is feuding with, I feel like at this point. Because she and Paulina. Well, Paulina. I don't know about Twiggy, but Twiggy was fired for Paulina. Right. And Paulina and Tyra hate each other. Mm -hmm. I feel like Ashley Graham, I mean, she's due for a reckoning herself in a few years. But do you want to get into the episode? Yeah, I don't know who any of those people are. Let's do it. So, um, last time, there's not much to catch John up on, but... um, Katie was eliminated due to her overt sexuality in a <laughs> season full of people that are overtly sexual. Over, were overtly sexual because this is how they thought modeling was at the time before this really set the tone for what a model is supposed to be. Before that, we had no idea. So they, um, some they of the audition to... tapes were like people getting themselves wet and like rubbing themselves down and. <laughs> and you know, to be fair, if the show is hosted by Tyra Banks, who's like obviously the most famous swimsuit model of the past twenty five years, why wouldn't you think that this is like a sexy swimsuit competition, right? Where you're trying to and be that in you the... should be wet, yeah, I, I wet, like yeah. skimpy. Do you notice during the was it 
the third episode or the second episode I watched, you had me watch was the like when they went swimming. And some of them oh. clearly like brought like oh like a pool swimsuit. Another ones brought like a photo shoot swimsuit. I had they were trying to uh, yeah like one you could see in the background. I don't know which of the girls because I don't know any of their names. Uh, like she was kept trying to like prop up her suit that kept like falling off. It was clearly <laughs> was like Adrian, a designer I'm sure. who I was surprised didn't get her hair wet. I mean she seems like the type of girl to really. Oh yeah, because she well, she's always in like a bandana pole, like, and a frown. Yeah. Also, I, the, she's like a polar plunge kind of girl, so I'm surprised that she uh, kept her hair tied up. The the refuting evidence of Elise not having an eating disorder was John Silverman saying, "Yeah, she really uh really pushed herself on those laps, and uh, I think that shows Therefore, she doesn't have a she's, eating disorder." Yes, like, he was totally like, assaulted her. <laughs> Electric chair. Well, one thing you didn't see from last week's episodes that we covered, she, they all went to go get sliced pizza at some like Greenwich Village pizzeria, and at least didn't get pizza, but a cup of oatmeal instead. So they're, I don't know, I like, I guess we probably ought to issue a disclaimer that like we cannot speculate on anyone's eating disorders, much less ones that ostensibly could have happened. You know who can though? The producers of this show because <laughs> they made liberties. it a plot mm-hmm. point. There was a point about like they clearly told her to talk about like they talked about pizza again in the one episode when they're all like what hanging are your around favorite pizzas, yeah. and she's just like, Oh, I could go for pizza and then they start going into like a deep like do you like organic pizza? Do you like whatever pizza? And I don't know. I she, she doesn't have an eating disorder. I don't think she does. I, I don't... Th- I think she has... I can't speculate. But, I mean, I, I don't really know, like, what the show wants us to think. Because, like, obviously, them using this disorder as drama... It's just kind of sick to watch. In a yeah, way. this show is incredibly problematic in so many ways, was, like... Carry it's very racially both i don't even want to say insensitive like it's an inappropriate show i feel like in a lot of ways well that seems like a good transition into <laughs> the first so the first episode we have you watch um cycle one episode three is the first time that they've done makeovers on this yeah. show and i said this earlier today but i feel like a lot of of the drama of the makeovers centers around black rage and white pain. White pain in what way? In that they're giving these girls weeps. Oh, and they're yeah. not like, like they're not equipped to deal with that. No, they didn't know. They didn't know how to cut Ebony's hair. Oh yeah, shave it. They literally the one line where I just paused it and was just like, "This is." A, this is terrible. I can't believe this was filmed. It was when there, there's like three white women around her being like, oh, this is tougher than I thought, whatever. I don't know how to do this. And the one literally says, let's write our name. Can I? Should I write my name in it? Like, yeah. how how that people were like, yep, let's put that on. That's That's fine. Like... I don't know. There's a lot of this where I don't know anything about Tyra Banks, but I question like a lot of, I don't know. I get it's the first season. They want ratings and things like that, but it seemed very just like utilizing every gross thing they could for attention, whether it was like 
the homophobia, like they're playing off like the religious aspect of that or like racial insensitivity or all sorts of stuff. It just was like, you have some say over this. You could have fixed this or like done a better job of this. Right. I think you're getting at that. It's almost like an allusion to um, ownership, like writing your name on. Well, yeah, there were just so many. It was just bad. It was, yeah. I don't know. I I can't fathom someone's like saying that to someone. And it was just like presented as like a cutaway gag. And then they kind of zoomed in on Ebony and her face was just kind of like, yep, got to deal with this. Yeah. yeah. Really, really horrible. She's got to deal with a lot. I mean, she is a QPOC and we'll see um, her her girlfriend Ka come later, which... I believe is the snake from the Jungle Book. Is that? Yeah, that is the name of the snake from the Jungle Book. <laughs> or like um, that ride at like Six Flags Great Adventure. <laughs> oh, no, it's the Cirque du Soleil. It's <laughs> the Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, Cirque du Soleil. Cop. Yeah. Which? Cop. Which? Uh, I know this is a tangent. Uh, which of the girls has a ball python? Oh, Adrian. Oh, that was yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the name of the ball python? Regina. Oh. Just whip it out. It's Regina. It was Regina. Okay. <laughs> and that's why Adrian's the absolute coolest. Though she does get like a Kelly Clarkson makeover, like chunky highlights. Um... All the makeovers were terrible. Oh really? I think Kezzy's was amazing. I like I got mean... that like long like Tyra. They made her look like Tyra. Well, basically. on the other hand, I thought yeah. Kissy's. Was... Oh, I'm sorry. I always think it's a different person. It's the same <laughs> yeah, one. Okay. It is. Got, glad we got that <laughs> settled. Okay. The like. Uh... I was very aware, I would say, that they are, like, timely makeovers. Like, I knew what year, like, what rough year this was based yeah. on how they looked. Well, yeah, I mean, Elise's kind of jagged pixie cut was very... I mean, that's a recurring makeover that you're going to see so over the first ten cycles of the we, show. We call it the AJ, okay? Yeah. AJ was a contestant from the seventh cycle... And the best way I can describe the AJ to you, because we were just we just came from running around playing Pokemon Go, is a mix between like an executor and a Murkrow, if you can imagine it. It's like a black palm tree. Yeah, <laughs> like I pulled up a picture here. I mean, it is like a waterfall in the front and a geyser in the back. Like it just hair going every which way, like dyed jet black. I don't think they dyed. Did they dye Elise's? She talks about how she's gonna dye she her hair. She doesn't back, like but the it color. Doesn't... They give her like a, a reddish something. But who I don't, don't think... they make red? Yeah, I don't. They also didn't just call it like a pixie cut. They're like it, you'll look a little elfish, which I thought was. Oh yeah, funny. and they put like old prosthetics yeah. in her ears to make them kind of <laughs> cute and pointy. And then Nicole had just put in fifteen hundred dollar extensions right yes, before coming yes. on the show. She's the twenty-two-year-old that looks like she's thirty-two. Yeah. Okay. Yes. That I thought was who 32, we see say. earlier in the episode has a very uh, codependent, let's say, relationship with her her pumpkin, Cody. Oh, did yeah. anybody like, look up the boyfriend? Like what he's doing now? He's still a BMX rider. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? They're, They're married. married. They're married. Wait, really? They've been together for like over like I think they said twenty years. Yeah. Because they've been dating since high Wasn't school. She the... said as soon as she gets out of the house, she's gonna think about marriage so i think it started right that yeah um but he's like a pretty successful bmx biker which they that's what i'm led to believe i wouldn't know (laughs) um the shout out to the antium reddit they just posted a picture of 
Nicole and Corey, her husband, from like some event recently, and they're both looking great. Like she looks the same as she did. Like she kind of finally well, evened out that, into that. 32. That dude needs like better pictures because every picture they shot of him was like on a surveillance tape. Like he was like, oh, that blur. Well, like every picture back then was taken from a front it looks like facing a Seven Eleven like camera fish eye. That was the best picture they had of him. So I wasn't really sure what the big draw was about this guy. But um, but that's her pumpkin. They always kind of like give you the whole pumpkin monologue. Um, it's like with always within the first two minutes of it that they allude that this person is going to be eliminated. Okay. Yeah. I just ruined yeah. like the whole gag of the show, which is like the eliminated contestant gets way too much airtime. Yeah. When they had none. None before except for the last episode we watched because i was gonna say that it, oh yeah because it was a very like elise focused episode mm-hmm. even though she was in the bottom right, right? i would so you would think you thought that i that thought she that she was gonna be on her way out because that's what happened in the previous two episodes mm-hmm. it was very like we're gonna Elise's, focus on this Elise girl. is too crucial of a character she's almost our narrator she's very meta and i mean she's yeah. she's hilarious when when adrian the first like within the first moment of this episode asked her gosh, like, did you really think that Katie was going to go home? Elise just nods yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's, what's she... Elise's background? Because she was very confident oh in my her, God. like, direct quote, I think, like, intellectual superiority. So this is... Them. Okay, the story of Elise Sewell is crazy. And this is just going to be a general biography. Basically, she's from New Mexico. Okay. Albuquerque, particularly. Albuquerque in particular, an Albuquerque queen. Um, she is a pre-med student okay. at the University of New Mexico, I believe she said. Go Lobos. Go Lobos. Um, and then we see her boyfriend. Yes. Who was not who you would have expected. No, he looks like Ben de la Creme. Um, <laughs> he, and also kind of like Elise himself. But that guy, Marty Crandall, was a member of the Shins for 10 years. What? Yeah. Save, spare us the rest. Spare us the rest. Until we get to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's a little bit more, but we'll get we'll get into that when we get to the episode. But yeah, that guy was in the Shins for 10 years. Because they're like a New Mexico band, I'm pretty sure. That's a, that's insane. Yeah. yeah. But they... this was like before like new slang. Like... But they didn't make it. They hadn't, because like Garden State was like 04, 05, and I feel like that's when like the show Oh no, I meant like, like really... make it like their Elise is no longer with Marty. Oh, well they were together for... I don't know. 10 years, and we'll get into we'll, that. We'll get into why it capped at 10 years. At 10, yeah. um, well, what, what other really, makeovers do we need to talk about? Well, I don't think that anything else is particularly interesting, but I, I did find Jay interesting, of course. He... When I when we talk about makeovers, I really notice that he's not made over yet. In seasons uh, cycles, rather to come, he'll have like silver hair. Was he but... wearing pleather pants? Yeah, he's oh, always no wearing doubt. some insane yeah. shit. No doubt, yeah. he he was wearing like a some mesh kind of kilt, like... like a mesh. There was like a mesh kind of like wool coat he was wearing, but you could see his belly button through the coat. I've never yeah. seen a garment like that in my life. It was like, I. It it was like another thing where they just didn't have enough fabric, so they like s- like safety pinned it together in like weird like Mad Max dystopic mm-hmm. buttonholes, and it just looked crazy. He kind of like 
I always kind of imagine that he's from like a Mad Max kind of universe with his silver hair and his like tan whatever like but this season just seeing him with the black hair like really like grounds me and reminds me um that he like how uh, how he's supposed to look which is yeah. he's he's Malaysian yeah. actually what percentage of drop-offs do you think the gel industry has had from 03 to now I mean I've transitioned from gel to I no I know I'm just just watching it though like every guy's hair I feel like each individual tuft is gelled separately. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. if you run, if you try running your hands through, you're going to get full it'd splinters. Be, like you'd look like ebony with her grease after that. Than, yeah, yeah, the doorknobs yeah, ebony yeah, touched. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so let's get into that. Though I do want to say that Nicole's they did not take out the extensions; they just straightened it, and they look hideous. Oh yeah, yeah they no, look really straightened bad. It looked very bad. Well, because you can't straight. I don't think it was real hair extensions. Like you can't really straighten synthetic hair. Like it like clumps together and I think melts. I I've never I worn extensions, <laughs> so like don't. We're not experts here, but do they routinely cost fifteen hundred dollars? Good hair is expensive. Okay. So I maybe, mean, like a good like synthetic. a like a lace front wig. Yeah. No. 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 Costs like twenty five hundred dollars. Like like nice extensions. Like especially if you're getting them all over. Yeah. Like, I don't know. So that's kind of like the bulk of the pre-photo yeah. shoot. And then episode. we kind of get to the Derek Kahn challenge with the jewelry. Uh, jewelry and, like, makeup, right? Oh, and then and makeup. He's, yeah. he's They're supposed to, like, switch between a day and a night look with the jewelry involved. And... Um, that seemed like the most unnecessary thing. It, it didn't make much sense to me as a challenge. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't love it. I remember when he switched over and like, all right, now it's your night challenge. I kind of was done with it. I just was like, it's the same thing. And was yeah. he the one who judged it? Um, it's him and I think Mr. J, right? Wearing yeah, it is Mr. J because he's wearing this like insane like leather Oxford shirt. Yeah, that looks like he's wearing like like an old briefcase. Like, out of, like pocket like pockets and pens and stuff everywhere. Well, I love <laughs> I love when Derek Khan like knowing like like accuses somebody of having stolen a ring from the challenge. I who do you think who do you think would have stolen a ring? I actually uh, Robin. No, Robin like is the only like actually wealthy contestant. Is like, she? she? Yeah, she like drops like tons of money on like shoes during like a shopping spree in one of these episodes Mm -hmm. doesn't she Mm -hmm. and then i don't know i bet i would not be surprised if like adrian has like a sticky finger or two like hiding all the rings in her bandanas you're right accused ebony of stealing the contact lenses from the commercial i know we're oh really but then wait i didn't know that or do you take those, like, a good model or something like that? They're like, I see you still have the contacts in or something like that. Which, one, I don't know how they could tell that. Unless yeah. they were colored and I wasn't paying attention. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, everyone this season's wearing the colored contacts. Yeah, the judges yeah. were like, oh, I see you took the contact lenses. Do you take the, you steal those? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, that, okay, yeah, you make a good point. It could have been her. But I do believe that Adrian probably wants the pat down. Like, it really could have been her. How tall yeah. is Adrian? Side, side uh, for, I mean, for most of these girls, I kind of automatically assume they're at a minimum like five nine. Yeah, they all yeah. seem very tall. 
They are. I mean, like, it's no... Like, they are so tall that in a future season, a girl is 5'7", and it's, like, a major plot point. Like, <laughs> she's, like, too short to model. Like, she can't do any of it. Right. But... Um, yeah. and, then, and then the other moment I liked from this, um, before we get to the winner, was I loved when um, Derek Kahn put the, like, crystal in between kazoo's like like cleavage or whatever like but i i really was like in that moment like she would do this with that full butt nudity that she was talking oh, yeah. about like she would just, just have like that draped cr- like a pen an, a ass, pendant, pendant. an ass pendant uh, yes uh, just dripping in jewels elegance <laughs> um yeah so elise wins, wins. And brings to the Indian consulate. Well, she chooses Nicole, Adrian, and Robin, based on the fact that Rob Robin's. Why was by the, the way, mother did not chosen? have a. Hmm? I couldn't tell. Why did they pick that? That okay. That As inexplicable. I, that was wasn't a... the consulate. Okay, I looked into what the new India house was, and it is. Oh, oh, it is oh. Like, a, an old kind of like turn of the century place where like Wall Street bankers would go. Um, as like a gentleman's club and it's actually named for the West Indies. It's not even named after the country India. I thought they were going to an embassy. That's why they too. made it seem they like, made it they seem like a, that. But like an embassy where P- P- Sean Combs' mom, like, mom is a guest. Yeah, she's yeah. the emissary to the India house. And but also he, and also um Count Maximilian Tucci. Who has like like the gel he has like plastered the hair with Jill. <laughs> to his forehead and he's like made himself like a widow's peak like down to his nose and in an alternate universe like somebody married that count and is like another new york city countess oh yeah like luann tucci Tucci. well that's like a pizzeria owner (laughs) but so nicole though refuses to go to india house she like fakes illness to go talk to her boyfriend at home and then she really talks back to miss jane it's just like you know, if this gets me eliminated, well, that's really silly. And then who, I forget who it was that turns to her and starts making a remark about the eyelashes. She's like, can you not talk about your eyelashes right now? I really don't care. <laughs> like, she's just... she, you, she, you can tell that she's very nervous that she just kind of fucked it up for herself. And But you can tell she's also going through it with Corey, too. Like, yeah. she generally seems, like, stressed out about home. But I think, I mean, this is so early in... I mean, both top model and also just reality TV in general. I mean, we're at a point where people don't know how to act on TV. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Panatone will crumble. So what under can you pressure. expect? Under pressure, under Panatone pressure. will crumble. And we just witnessed it here. Yeah, chugging um, her Smirnoff ice. <laughs> chugging her Smirnoff ice back yeah. home, considering um, Burger King jobs. Yeah, I mean, Ugh. she's ready to, to throw it all away for this man, and she kind of did. But then we go to the photo shoot. What did you think of this photo shoot, John? The snakes? Yeah. Uh, probably the most attention I paid in the photo shoot. Like, more than... No, I take that back. Clinton Portis was probably more interesting. Yeah. I don't know. John was, is famously culturally a straight man. It was It was fine. It was, like... The, the most exciting part of that was Adrian talking about, like, the revelation that she has a ball python herself. Yeah. Because the whole, like, oh, snakes and, like, female models, that's, like, that's a trope, I feel like. like well, oh, had the Britney gonna... thing happen? Yeah. yeah. The Britney. Yeah. This was definitely, like, inspired, inspired by, by that. Yeah. It was... Sick. I didn't think any of the photos were that good. I thought the makeup was really weird. 
like yeah. not good. I don't know. Maybe I. Well, don't. they turned Giselle into a Ferrero Rocher. Maybe yeah. like <laughs> uh, uh, truffle. Yeah, maybe I just don't. She's maybe a gold I'm dust not fashion. Woman. Gold dust woman. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. This I will say, this photo shoot is the one I remember from the season the most because almost solely because of Elise's photo and how mm. amazing it is. Like the makeup, I think is the most normal. Yeah. Out of it. But that white snake as like a collar jewel with the hair and sort of like the clockwork orange. That's the only one that seems like a natural, like the rest of this, I can just picture somebody like putting a snake on the shoulder and things like that. Like, yeah, I can see that actually. I mean, that snake big. is like giving her a hug. <laughs> like, I want to see, I want to see the snake uh, draped over Keezy's ass. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, this one basically is i had not noticed the first time watching this how crazy her, her makeup is for this i mean she looks she looks like when they do the like baby doll on nena in cycle six yeah it is very baby doll like a lot of blush and rouge um and then Adrian they made adrian the hamburglar <laughs> in her own words um she i guess she was born and raised around like the mcdonald's headquarters out <laughs> in the burbs yeah, yeah she's from illinois right yeah yeah she won't let you forget it. She won't let you forget it. That's a good photo, too, though. Like, I mean, she... It seems like she's, like, willing the snake towards you a little bit. Like, that snake is, like, jumping off the the photograph. I don't want to get you. too far ahead of myself, but she was a little too confident around that snake. I bet you she, like, licked it and got, like, salmonella, and Blech. that's why she wound up in the hospital, okay? I, you heard it here first. I don't think it was food poisoning. <laughs> she, she licked the snake. That is such I a think bold take. She stuck it, her tongue out. Adrian, if you're listening, please call in and <laughs> confirm whether you did or did not lick the snake. <laughs> also, is there that big of a thriving modeling industry in Illinois? Because she kept talking about how she kept getting scammed. And yeah. part of her journey was how much money she lost in modeling scams. Yeah. Is that a big thing in Illinois? Modeling well, scams in general. I, I could totally thing. see that. but like, You know what was big? Do you know those um, commercial, those like commercial outtakes that... Um, are like, I am the queen of the universe. The waves part. The, the ocean is warm and it engulfs me. Oh, for the, the YouTube ones. Like, oh, like... You, you could stop at five or six stores. Do you know Do you know that? Or no. just one. Or just oh one. That was a Chicago, like, audition session. Um, which you could tell with some of them. Like, the, like yeah, that I just bought. I just bought. I just bought. Two black shoes. <laughs> <laughs> two, two black shoes for the price of one. Um, you know, no, it's my Chicago accent. It's not good, but the like Chicago is a cultural capital of somewhere. Is it of McDonald's? Windy City Rehab is a great show. Oh, I've never seen. Oh wait, that's the no. Fixer Upper one. Mm-hmm, it's I've a Chicago seen one. Rehab Addict. That's the Minnesota one. Who's like Bobo yeah. Cheryl Crow? What's her name? Do you watch that one? There's another Bobo Cheryl Crow. There's so like, many. Like oh my god. Panettone is Bobo Cheryl Crow. Oh no! Or like well, Shannon. It, it's Shannon, like a Shannon look. Is. Like there's a that's like a Midwestern look. Shannon's photo is really good, but they give her these curls that make her look like Lonnie Anderson. I mean, like it's she's really mature. I think she looks like Lord of the Rings with all the gold leaf. Something about it. Well, also her ears look really long. They, they look like too. they look like an elf. Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there anyone we didn't talk about? Oh, I think Ebony's is pretty fine. The judges don't like this one, though. Um, with, like, the... Was this the King's, King's Snake. Was this the episode with the Burger King? 
line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, that, that was when they, they... Wasn't that right after? No, no, that was when they told um, Nicole that if she didn't go to India House that she would wind up working at Burger King. Yeah. I mean, the stakes. Yeah. The stakes. The, the stakes <laughs> in this show. <laughs> um, but we also... We also overlooked the whole, like, um, John Silverman training session. That was hilarious. I, again, not knowing what this show was going to be like, having some guy they got from anywhere in New Jersey and making him the resident trainer who they were, every exercise they were doing was very basic. Oh, who was late to the training session? Was that this episode? And they made her do wall sits. Yeah. Because oh to teach her a lesson about being late, the, she the has whole like thing. pretty developed leg muscles. <laughs> like I don't think they're really like her haunches. Are they're <laughs> what's Chris Maloney's character in, in uh, Wet SVU? Hot? Oh, Wet Hot. Oh, um, that's who John Gene. Silverman. Yes, because is. he's wearing yes, that weird. He's got bandana. the exact same bandana. <laughs> the exact yeah. Did you see? Well, Adrian swapped out her bandana for like a camo like kind of army mm-hmm. cap to work out in which i thought was so funny so boot camp and john calls her an extreme individual which i can't help but to agree with yeah oh an my god i thought individual. i thought john i mean he he's kind of a bit of a character we could say but he i didn't realize like when they do the swimming thing he is like a thick dude oh yeah no he's built mm-hmm. like a tree like trunk. yeah i don't understand how he was not sinking immediately to the bottom of that pool it was yeah, definitely like a cement packed man. Yes. <laughs> like not. I tried not looking him up and I could not find anything about like what he's doing now. Cause I thought for sure it would be running like a chain of gyms in a strip mall. In well, yeah, maybe he's working for Dolores Catania's gym or whatever. Oh, yeah. Isn't that oh, what over she in does? Jersey. Oh, in Jersey. Yeah. yeah. Should we get to judging? Yeah. I don't think well, there's much I mean, we, to this. Well, we kind of talked about it. Well, there it is because bit. Adrian shows up after having gone to the hospital. Oh, yeah. She fakes feeling better, which is an yeah. extreme individual move, and kind of walks out of there unaided. Like, she she just walks out on her own. I feel so bad, but she made it to judging. And I think um, if we haven't spoiled that Adrian wins this season already, we're just going to go ahead and say that this move was probably what won her the entire show. Yeah. Showing up with um, food poisoning, red salmonella from licking that python. Because, John, one thing you may not know, this show isn't about being the best model. It's about being the best devotee of Tyra and the show itself. So if you go above and beyond to like play by this show's rules, nine times out of ten, you are going to win. Which you would think that that was... Then this was like kind of like Elise's to lose almost because she is like the best. our narrator. She plays into the show in a way that she also doesn't. But she's like, she talks about how she was like, my subplot this cycle is like having an eating disorder. She called yeah, it a yeah, subplot yeah, she did. She about did. She herself. Did. I noticed that. Isn't that so funny? To she have really that like, level of self-awareness. She is writing the show. And I bet you she even like chose Nicole to go on the challenge knowing <laughs> that she'd like cause a scene almost like i think she knows what she's doing she i mean she's this i feel pretty comfortable saying that elise is the smartest contestant that's ever been on I this agree. show that she does not always present herself very well and that's kind of her fatal flaw but yeah nicole goes home it's not i don't think this is the worst photo of the week like she looks a little old and like her makeover looks not great in the photo like those ex- they just look pc those extensions when mm-hmm. you like straighten them out like that but like I thought Robin and Giselle had much worse photos. 
to me. I mean, Robin's just... Robin's looks like... I think they did She looks a, like she has elephant ears. They also just did, like, an unfortunate makeup job with her, too. Like, yeah. It's tough. Like, a red eye is tough to pull off without looking like you have TB. Well, they, they made everyone do the makeup challenge at panel with the red eyes and the crazy hair to just emulate the, the Tyra photo. Episode. No, that was... Was that this one? That, that was this one, because... Because Adrian almost looked like she didn't even put on makeup. She just looked like she had food oh, poisoning. Yeah. She didn't even need to go through the challenge. She would have won it if she just came looking like she came from yeah. the hospital. Because that's what everyone's makeup looked like. Which, to me, looked like Geisha Davis from, from, like, from X Factor yeah. Britain. That was kind of like the Geisha uh, Davis makeup challenge. The judging in this show is the least... Uh, the thing I was interested in the least. Like, I truly you, did not care. Maybe it's because I never really paid attention to this or Tyra has no weight to me just because I never you didn't have like a cultural no. relationship with her before this. no so mm. I would say like the least favorite part of this entire series is like it's not like how it is now I feel like with judging where you actually like I, I, I don't know I just felt like it was just a bunch of people commenting and it didn't actually affect the decision like what happened didn't really change anything for sure you also are watching a cycle where Everyone except Janice and Tyra on the panel are utter zeros. Like, Bo Quillian and Kimora Lee Simmons do not come back after this cycle, and they're yeah. replaced with two far more interesting they'll, people. They'll make... Um, Adjustments. They'll make, like, judging them a lot yeah. more momentous. Yeah. They'll put it in a, you in a black box so you kind of transcend space and time. You don't know that it's, like, daylight outside or not. Yeah. I mean, it definitely, like, it is kind of unfortunate that you are um yeah you're coming in at a time where like the judging isn't that great yeah but um just know if you decide to stick with this <laughs> lunatic show um it gets a lot better um so i think i mean yeah. elise definitely has the best i'm pretty confident elise has the best photo of this i'd agree episode and also as too. cycle and as a whole i love this photo. yeah it's an iconic photo um nicole's um I mean, she's she was right for Stuff Magazine. She goes on to do a spread for Stuff Magazine, which we um, covered last time, is a men's interest magazine, which means that it's, like, a scantily dressed woman on the cover surrounded by, like, CD-ROMs. And yeah. tech, what? like, that's, that's the magazine. It's like a Wired magazine meets a Maxim magazine kind of thing. I used to get Wired growing up. But it never had like no. They were never no never. Uh, <laughs> bra wire. Never one bra bra wire. Yeah. Well, um, I think she rightfully goes home. You said she looks like Alaska Thunderfuck in this photo. I yeah. Yeah <laughs> yeah she does. I mean it's it's a long face and they like the way that they crop out her like hairline does not really do her any favors, but. I mean, she, I like, we talked about what she's up to now. Like, she seems like she has a great life. Um, um, wild to me that she did a shoot for Nar Lube. What is Nar Lube? Like, shredding the Nar. Like, I think she's, I, she turned into, like, such a San Diego girl because she, well, she modeled for, like, Bikini Licious. Oh, it's literally um, bike. Surf, surf Illustrated. Oh, it's Nar bike lube. lube is bike chain lube. Oh, it's bike chain lube. Oh my god. Yeah, they're like oh. butts. Oh my god. The, uh, do not Google this, guys. It's apparently problematic, too. Yikes. Okay, yeah, don't. Uh. We are not supporting Nar Lube, and now we're not supporting <laughs> Nicole Panatoni. 
Um, and oh, on boy. that note, let's take a break and we'll come back and discuss the next two episodes right after this. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Face, face, skin, skin, flawless. All right, welcome back. We're going to episode four now. So episode four is defined by Ebony's lotion and just how greasy she is. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, well, no, but I feel like in in defense of her, I feel like her wasn't her critique in the previous episode. Doesn't someone flat out say her like skin was supposed to be like a black woman's skin supposed to be buttery? And they were like. Yeah, or they they directly criticized. I feel like her skin color, like oh yeah. this was too dark, or and also then there was another thing line about like how old she looked. I think too. Yeah, oh, and about like how that her skin was bad too. She claimed so. to be a makeup artist, and then they were like, "Well, your makeup does not look good on you. Maybe it was wrong for her skin tone or something like that." Yeah, but the I feel like lip. they they didn't stress enough that I think the whole greasy thing was a reaction to her trying to be like, yeah. gotta fix my skin because like that's what they told me and I'm improving myself and like listening to the judges type well, thing. She overcompensated. I mean, it was like the Exxon oil spill. Do we know what house. she was using? Like, I couldn't Eucerin, tell. Vaseline, La Mer. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not La Mer. I know. I mean, <laughs> like oh my gosh. Pam cooking yeah. spray maybe? Oh, I, have no I don't idea. know. It was something that, I mean, truly, it like... You could see the sheen of it, though, on camera. And I, I agree with you. I think that the intent behind this was obviously good and came from a place of, like, defensiveness almost. Like, imagine having to be put on the spot because of having, like, bad skin. And they never go after the white girls with the bad skin comment either, too. No. Like, remember Yaya on Cycle 3? Like, they're always talking about how she has, like, acne and stuff. Yeah. Well, what's-her-name looks like she's 32 because of her skin. The Shannon? One who got... Isn't oh, that, Nicole. Nicole. Nicole, yeah. yeah. They, they all look like... Well, a lot of them are, so like, tan too much and stuff. Oh, yeah. Big tan. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't know. Whatever this grease is, to, for it to get on the doorknobs and, like, the sink spigots and whatnot, like, I, that must be a lot. And it kind of, I think, got on the cameras, too, because every camera in this damn show looks like it was like greased up, like, vaseline lensed. Yeah, well, I mean, that's how early Drag Race did it, too. Yeah. Like, because they're, I mean, with these, like, low-budget early seasons of these shows, like, you have to make, you know, you get a camcorder, you get a little Vaseline, and all of a sudden you're Spielberg. Well, really funny story for a second. Um, growing up, I had a friend, and um, her mom was a producer, I think, for the Tyra show. Worked really closely with Tyra. And for her birthday, I believe, one of the years, she gave us as... Um, party gifts, the little like Vaseline, bedazzled Vaseline um, kind of containers that were featured on the Tyra show. Oh, really? They were given out as gifts. It was like this whole like, it was like an Oprah moment of like Vaseline for you and you and you. Drum roll, please. One, 
apparently. Ugh. But I had one of those bedazzled Vaseline containers from the tire show. Do you still have it? No, I don't know where it is. I think maybe my housekeeper threw it out along with like the first tooth that I lost. What a <laughs> what a trove of treasures you kept. <laughs> <laughs> You're like dragon's hoard. Um it couldn't have happened to be like getting grease on the doorknobs though in such a nice accommodation as the flat hotel. The flat hotel. Flat hotel. We call it the flat hotel. The I looked it up because it looked bizarre to me, just layout wise, yeah. everything. And sadly, it closed in 2013. It yeah. went bankrupt, uh, but now it's turned into condos. Well, so the only there. people I ever knew who stayed at the Flat Hotel are Project Runway contestants and America's Next Top Model contestants because for years. It's like short term housing. Would, it's like corporate yeah, short term like, housing that they just decide to make it seem like a luxurious hotel. Which it very <laughs> much isn't. I mean, you can see this room, like, it has, like, you know, that, like, really rough shod carpet. Yeah. Everything you know about it. The carpet on the wall. Yeah. The well, the shag wall. carpet the shag on the wall. wall. Did you notice that? Yeah. There's the one room with the trellis and they just hung pictures on it. Like,. Like something you'd see in a garden, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just have that as like the room divide. I, oh, I don't boy. Know. After this, I'm going to show you pictures of the other apartments and houses that they put them in that are specifically Tyra decorated. Oh. Instead and, of having like a Miami room or whatever. Yeah. And the Miami room was completely evacuated. Maybe that was one of the trellis. <laughs> <laughs> what do you evacuate? They evacuated sorry, Miami. Thinking of hurricanes. Was, yeah. <laughs> was this episode the uh, sleepover Tyra thing? Is this a sleepover episode? Um, I don't think. So. No, that's the next episode. This is that one where they Mister or Miss J comes in, comes over, and they, and they have the... like a twerk contest. Oh, that was so weird. I fast forwarded yeah. through that. I I mean, I they're, didn't like they they spent five minutes on it, and like. But they tried to make it seem like it was like a spur of the moment thing, but it very much no. wasn't. With like the camera angles and where everything was, it, thinking about like the planning they did for that just made me uncomfortable. I actually don't like this episode that much. Like I think it is dramatically a little inert for like most of it. And then, I mean, I think we should definitely just dive right into talking about Ebony and Ka. Yeah, and, and then that whole confrontation because that's yeah a lot. That's the going back to the earlier point about like the producers and Tyra like could have done a better job. Like, there's no real goal or like learning moment or anything for interviewing Robin and what's her name uh, about like like it's coming from Ebony asking, being like, "Hey, I want to do this." Like, what she didn't need to do to then like having a lecture series about uh, not agreeing with like. Ebony's lifestyle, so to speak, that was basically how it was couched the whole time. I don't know. I they didn't set it up. I thought it was going to be set up of like, oh, we're going to talk about this. We're going to like evolve. We're going to meet her, and then it's I don't know. There were no minds changed. It was just kind of a let's present this viewpoint, and then Robin went back with her Bible and teddy bear, yeah, like to her room. Casey was like the only one that that met went out of the Christians Carl. that went yeah. out to meet of the her. Christians I should say because Shannon yeah. wouldn't do it either yeah no this it's a bummer yeah yeah I mean it is that is an interesting point you bring up because I've never thought about it in the way that it should have been a teachable moment which it absolutely that's where I thought they were coming but I'm also viewing it through the lens of it's not 2003 like yeah. now if that's some an issue in a show it's because we're there's a goal there to try to show growth and here it was just kind of 
we're just throwing it out and it's not going anywhere. I don't know. It just seemed really... This is a more fly-on-the-wall style of reality television um, where that's kind of like the way that it was earlier on um, yeah. in the in the aughts. Yeah. Um, I don't think they knew how to craft these like storylines where you are learning about, oh, hey, like lesbians are cool i think that is in a way like where this show kind of fails its contestants too another way in which this show fails its contestants is how there's these idea these identities that they fall into are both all people can talk about but also cannot really be like remarked upon or like defended yeah if that makes sense I thought Ka, Ka was really hot <laughs> on like a more flippant note. I thought they were a really cute couple and they seemed genuinely really happy to see each other. Um, this was also the episode uh, where they do the acting challenge um, with Alice Spivak, who Drew, Drew and I watching this turn to each other and at the same time almost said, we can imagine that this woman is dead now. Um, <laughs> I know I that's know. dark, but I looked at, I was like, wow, like she's like late sixties, like, like road hard, put away wet. Like we weren't, we just didn't know. Like she just seemed like a New Yorker, like a really like embattled New Yorker. <laughs> yeah. But she's but, alive. But, oh no. Yeah. No, she's, she's a tough bra. She's still alive. We look, still we teaching look Claudia Schiffer how to act. <laughs> Her lessons it's... have not taken. <laughs> There is more work to be done. But yeah, so like the, usually there is an episode like this every cycle. An acting Yeah, an acting thing. challenge where they go to like, I mean, they go to this random woman yeah. this season. When the show moves to LA, they go to UCB uh, and okay. they get UCB um, teachers, which is a wild like. They were doing a lot of chair work. A lot of, yeah, a lot of chair work, a lot of like dancing, like. Who was who it? Giselle fell. who just fell on the floor. Yeah, did like a spin, and then I thought that was scripted for a second because I was like, why? Why did she just fall? No, straight she down? she's a spontaneous dancer. <laughs> Rhythm is a dancer. Um, what was the line in the commercial? Color is color is color is power. Color is, power. Color is emotion. Yeah. <laughs> color is passion. 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 Color is passion. Yeah. The I mean, this commercial in general, I don't remember what it was for. Context. It, Oh, it was for context. Yeah, this was oh, the, it was for context. Yeah. Oh, that's a weird. Ad. Which I no exactly. Did, did any of these like air ever? No. Or they the, just when like, the cover girl becomes a sponsor, quote. they become. They actually they do use the, the ads. Okay, yeah. yeah. They like pretending that like acting is such like a big part of being a model, but like none of these. I don't know. I mean, it's none of these girls have really a natural aptitude for it. at least this cycle. Like there are people in future cycles who have gone on to significant acting careers. I mean, the who? few and far between. Though. Anyone I would know. Um, I think the one you might know the most is Annalie Tipton. Annalie Tipton. She was in Crazy Stupid Love as no. the babysitter. She was in um, Damsels in Distress. No. Like, she's like an indie, like quirky queen. Right okay, now. wasn't she? I thought you said that she was in Under the Silver Lake. Were she you is in Under Silver. No, she is okay. in Under the Silver Lake, but she's in a pretty, um, she's in a pretty small role in that though. Let's yeah. see. I love Annalie, by the way. We should probably just say that now. Oh yeah, she's in Warm Bodies. She's in Warm Bodies. Friend. I love Warm yeah. Bodies. Yeah. Um, Golden Exits. I saw that was not great. Um, 
I don't know. I mean, not like I don't, no, I don't think she. I don't think she was in Under the Silver. <laughs> Maybe they cut her role because it was on her IMDb for a while. Mm. Ugh, anyway, yeah, she's but like now she's like dating this like TV actor and um, she was on like Murphy Brown this year and she's doing doing things. But yeah. Um. Anyway, wait, what were we talking about? Um, oh yeah, the commercials. I thought the outfits were also crazy. Yes. Yeah, I. What was Lisa's outfit? It was a cross boob halter top with a weird rhombus shaped cutout. It was, and I've never seen such a garment. It was terrible. Oh, and it was creamsicle orange. Yeah, I didn't like it. Just like a sea of pastels and like flimsy fabrics. I thought she was gonna change, like. <laughs> well, they had her... some of the ad. They changed some of it towards the end, like when they were doing some of the highlights of it. Yeah, like, there were different outfits, but. Well, she was initially wearing a mesh tube top, like crop top tube top, over like a nude, her like chicken cutlet, like fake, like breast implants that they like taped to her with like beige ace bandage. Am I crazy? I feel like I am like, I'm losing my mind describing these outfits. Like I don't know. I really, this, this. The outfit of the of the episode for me was Ebony's kind of like corduroy towel. Oh that, yeah, that we had only previously seen on like Pen Fifteen when like Anna Conkle wears that like, like a cargo like maxi car- skirt. A cargo maxi skirt. Like this is a quick plug. Please go watch Pen Fifteen on Hulu. We're not being paid to advertise for them, but it's a really good show. Just go watch it. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad she changed out of that for the commercial for what it, it, well, that was. She would have been was, able to do her like weird high her, kicks. She did her high kicks and like she skipped and stuff. I she, I don't know that she's ever seen a commercial in her whole life. And Tyra was, Tyra was like, the thing about TV is that everyone has one. It can really penetrate the audience. But I don't, I don't know that Ebony has ever seen a mean? commercial. Um, what is she, I, is she, she well, she, first of all, a fountain of nonsense. She, she thought that be, having been in retail would have helped her do well in the commercial. I don't know where she got that from, but, um. Oh yeah. Cause she's like a makeup artist. Yeah. What did you think of the choreography of the commercial? They brought in that dance instructor. Oh, to teach the, them how to move. Yeah. And what's her name? The 18 year old. Shannon. Sh- Shannon. No, Shannon's not the 18 year old. She is 18. She's the one who's a dancer. Oh, no, that's Giselle. Giselle, yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. Giselle's Giselle, old enough to know better. Giselle was going on about how, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm a, I just was being really good because I knew how to do all of this, but I chose not to, like, tell the choreographer that I know what I'm doing already. But, like, why say anything like, at all? Ah, I don't know. It's, she... I wanted more of an acting challenge, honestly. I thought by doing the intro and having, you know, an elderly, like, New York crone of an acting teacher come in and do something like it, it just was so all they said was like one sentence of a line and i thought that there was gonna be like a skit or a challenge and then it just turned into a basic a photo commercial. shoot yeah it, yeah it wasn't even really a commercial it was more of a photo shoot in my opinion we usually we get to see the full vi- I, I cannot get over new york crone i'm sorry but um usually we see the full commercial in the judging. Yeah. Not this, this one. They, one, they spared us from seeing, like... Eight, eight times of color is intrigue. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of, like... It, I don't know. Like, this wasn't, like, a very well-edited episode. Like, it kind no. of felt a little boring. 
Yeah. But, I mean, there are people who do well. Yeah. Like, at the, at it, like, Kessie, I thought was great. Like, kind of a natural. Yeah. Who did they, oh, they said Elise was sometimes too quirky, and sometimes it worked for her, and sometimes it didn't, which just seemed like a very Zoe Deschanel description yeah. you could well this done. was pre-zoe no i know we couldn't but... we didn't have a word for what she yeah. what <laughs> is doing yet <laughs> like um i thought robbins was pretty good to be expected from like a pageant winner right um you know i don't as much as i love adrian like she will never do commercial work with the like no. passion thing um and it's really interesting because they don't really hammer her as hard as they do with when it comes to accent work, um, as they do for black women on the show. Um, no, I mean, in it's other really unfortunate, like, because Adrian, her accent is a lot more cumbersome than anyone I've seen on the whole show. And to not really call her out for it in a big way, it just seems unfair. Yeah. Definitely unfair. I mean, this is also a trope that really, like, plays up in, like, the later cycles of the show. Um, I don't think any of the other commercials are really worth mentioning. Though, what did you say about Lauren Haynes, the judge? Oh, he looks like a longshore man. Like, he... he... Oh, the director? Yeah. Yeah, well, because his outfit he wore for judging was, like, the Long John Silver's or... Was it, is it Long John Silver? I kept on okay. saying Gorton's Fisherman. No, no, no. Yeah. It's it was both. definitely, like, a it's fish both. sticks man. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I thought he looked like Theodore the Tugboat. That might be a very niche reference for all of our Canadian listeners, but I watched PBS, and, yeah, he looked like a sentient, like tugboat i don't know how to said you said he looked like in. mahershala ali going to accept his no well, he had the same hat like yeah, the yeah, same yeah. like kind of like carhartt hat mahershala obviously looked better than lauren Haynes, who might be dead in a ditch for all we know um yeah he's, he's ungoogleable, ungoogleable unlike unlike <laughs> alice spivak was when we found out that or she's john not silverman <laughs> that ungoogleable yeah. john silverman <laughs> um um I mean, it was tough to judge who did the best on these commercials. I kind of, like, took the judge's word for it and just was like, yeah, Cassie, yeah, Cassie sure, did well. Sure, sure. I, I love the, Cassie. The director was positive about everyone. Yeah. Pretty much. Like He had good constructive feedback. Yeah. Which is a rarity on this show and will never be seen again <laughs> at any judging panel. Because um, yeah. people who are sane and reasonable do not get invited back. Janice was a lot less constructive because she just kind of comes down on Robin like I don't want to be called man that's condescending and telling Giselle that she has like a chip on her shoulder which Giselle's made me hungry more than anything I was like what flavor she got so old the whole confidence thing yeah I I was about done with that after the second time it was mentioned oh my and god then and it becomes be an arc like for her it just becomes a plot point to in the next episode it's not yeah I mean, it's not fun to watch someone, like, fish for compliments for 40 minutes. Right. Well, before we get to that, we have to say goodbye to Sweet Ebony. Yeah, but you knew this was happening the entire episode. I mean, they really do telegraph an exit. And, I mean, as soon as we saw that first greased-up doorknob, we knew she was going to be walking out (laughs) of the door. Walking out of that door. If she can get it open. If she could, like, jimmy and jimmy it along. But it's a shame because I thought, I mean, she has a very strong, striking look. I don't think everyone... I don't know if everyone always knows how to, like, present 
their looks in a model-esque way and I think she had a tough time like kind of figuring out how to play between hard and soft but she was great TV great representation on TV like yeah she would actually later appear in a 2005 TV film called Real Gay what? what did it air on? I don't know we didn't look this up let me do some googling tell us say a few more of her now credits logo um yeah let's check this out I know that she was after the show signed to downtown model management which is commendable for her um it's a long way to go for an uptown Harlem girl like Ebony (laughs) going all the way to downtown model management so real gay is not a movie it is a reality tv special hosted by comedian Kim Coles I love you Kim Coles um reunion of gay reality tv people who else was on it uh it literally just says Kim Coles Ebony Haith and someone named Will Weichel who I was Will Weichel Oh, oh, some gay big brother guy. No, he was an intern on Cake Boss. He wasn't... Are you just pulling that out of your ass? Yes. <laughs> he is, unfortunately, the star of a gay adult film, The Stillest Hour, for uh, noted porn studio cocky boys. So that's... uh. Well, uh, I want to see tough. Ebony and Cause porn. Yeah... I don't, do we want to say that? Do we want to? Let's just respect those two love I love them. I, like I love them. them. Um, also, must be said that Quavando, or Quavando Nguyen shot Ebony. Who is Quavando Nguyen? You can't just say, you can't just say shot Ebony. <laughs> no, no, no. Like shot. No, that's not. Oh my God. We might need to cut that out. Um, like took her photo. Um, anyway, let's move to the next episode. Um, which I think is the best of these three. This was the best one. Yeah, definitely the best one. I also um, would like to point out that this was airing concurrently with Frasier at the same time, just so you understand where two different parts of the country were, one watching yep. America's Next Top Model, the other watching Frasier. <laughs> and that is the duality of Trump's America in a nutshell. But I you think can that was get, Bush's America. But now, now John, an expert code switcher already, can now code switch between Fraser America and Top Model America, like an expert. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you want like? Let's give you two minutes. Talk about Fraser for two minutes. <laughs> Evangelize <laughs> us about Fraser, please. Like, would Roz have done well on this show? Roz would have killed it. Roz has very much an Adrian esque voice. Okay. Very. Which, better a better voice honestly yeah like, tyra did deeper. a really good impression of her at the judging panel by the way mm-hmm. of adrian's like, like chicago party aunt slur otherwise known as the perry gilded yeah a beautiful perry gilded ross was famously a wisconsin party queen so similar yeah Midwest. similar energy yeah yeah. yeah uh yeah i i need more than two minutes if we're gonna do this we can't. I'm gonna make that. a spin off. I'll, I'll, I'll make a spin off. I'll make a spin off. Yeah, well, not allowed. <laughs> not allowed. Wait and see. Not allowed. <laughs> we will. Wait we're gonna see. have to start our Patreon, our like <laughs> Fraser tie in Patreon, where like Niles walks a catwalk or something. I is that, watch is that? David I've never Pierce. seen Fraser. David Hyde Pierce yeah. would do great. Well, yeah, I think he we'll knows. Wait. He knows this way around. We'll wait until the boys versus girls uh, season. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, I thought this episode was funny because it started off with us finding out that Tyra's assistant's name is Ty. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, our first kind of um, glimpse at Tyra's Jesus complex, Messiah complex, um, that that everyone in her life's name is like some variation, some variation of, of Tyra. Tyra. Which which I was. I was surprised that, like, her publicist's name wasn't something along those lines. Like, Tyna. (laughs) Tiana. 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 Tara. Tara. Tara Swift. This episode Um, had a lot of Tyra in it. Yeah, this is a very Tyra Tyra as mentor episode. Like, because it starts off with the the sleepover and then cooking. Yeah, right? Uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah, they have the dinner. Um... Was it at Jay Manuel's yes. apartment? I don't believe for a second, by the way, that that, that was yeah. Jay Manuel's actual apartment. That place was That was not a makeup artist's no. apartment yeah. at all. That was my first thought about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she said that kitchen cost $27,000. I mean, I believe that, but it wasn't Jay Manuel who was paying for that. If it was Miss Jay's apartment, I do believe that because I, don't quote me on this, I'm pretty sure she dated a very wealthy New York. I'm sorry, he, Miss Jay, dated a wealthy New York banker for like 15 years. And, and they, they, went have, the they, have India, they went to the new India house together. The new India <laughs> with, with Janice banker, Combs. Banker boyfriend. Uh, um, um, I love when Robin answers <laughs> Jay's phone um, and is like, who's calling my man? <laughs> so... That and that to me is why I cannot stand Robin almost because she's like going to like treat gay men like props and toys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then like when Ebony and Ka come over, yeah. she's like, oh, mm. I don't know if that's well. That, that's what Adrian's my point was. I think during it uh, was like in this industry, who do you think you're going to be working with? Didn't you right. think that happen at one point? I mean, it's a lot yeah. of David Hyde Pierce's, if you will. That is gay, guys. I'm sorry. That that's that's a that's might go over a lot of people's heads. Um, or not. I don't even know. But the it it really like I don't know what she expects. You're right. Yeah. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Mm. I think it is also nonsensical that Tyra makes tomato sauce with ketchup. Yeah. So sweet, and she was already talking about adding sugar to the like the tomato sauce as it was. Yeah, that's oh, a very my nightmare. That's a meet me in St. Louis plot point. Adding the yeah. the, the whole like two minutes about the ketchup if it's too sweet or too sour. Anyway, that's not relevant, but yeah, it is gay it though, is, and that yeah. in and of itself is relevance. That's relevance right there. Um. um. I, when, when Tyra unbuttons her pants to eat the ketchup, yeah. what is on her belt? It, her belt spells, like, change or something. Looked, I don't know if she was I don't ushering know. in the Obama era or something. This was too much Tyra trying Bush to be relatable. The second Bush administration, rather. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, oh, no. Literally. Well, I think, actually, Tyra, this episode, does a good job at that. Yeah. She always has an episode, or multiple episodes per cycle, where she really tries to dive into the psyches of the contestants and actually mentor them to mixed results but this actually seemed pretty yeah i mean the slumber party was very like a skin deep session like nothing really no big was there except for that weird what was who coined the term was it like heat wave, heat wave? Oh, yeah giselle. giselle giselle which which elise says is the giselle's only... biggest contribution yeah. to society <laughs> calling tyra's fart a heat wave yeah, i mean like... i'm inclined to agree 
is there no better metaphor for this show than like something that tries to be really deep and meaningful devolving to, into a bunch of women just farting in the wind? <laughs> like, it, it just, it, it is skin deep and it is ultimate. But it also came from the, the gut, it if you will. From the this, gut. Was, this was also the weirdest challenge, I think. The PR agent. Oh, yeah. Who should have been played by Catherine Hahn. No, oh, I, think I, oh, I think Idina Menzel. I think Idina Menzel. No, no, I, I totally see that. But I'm in my mind, I wanted it to be like a Catherine Hahn character. It kind of reminded me of the agent played by Kate Berlant from the other yes, two. Yes, yeah, yes. I'm gagging for you, faggot. <laughs> like, oh, I'm sorry. That's so good. Um, no, she looked. She looked another like New York queen. I mean, like I could see. That could have been Alana Glazer's mom. That could have been Alana Glazer's mom. That could have been Alice Spivak 25 years prior. Mm -hmm. Just like in a power suit and a sharp shoulder. Like walking to work in her Reeboks. And then swishing in the heels of the elevator. Yeah. What's your biggest secret? And what was the... uh... I feel like she had some other weird lines too about like you just have to trust your PR agent. It it was very... I don't know. It, It didn't make... So I, I can't imagine a PR person coming to you and, like, immediately telling you those things. The also ginormous lie that the public forgives yeah. everything. <laughs> um, and this is, like, right in the thick of the Paris Hilton, Lohan, like, dueling meltdowns we were having at the time. I mean... Maybe she was right, though, because it was also during peak uh, Iraq war, and we've all forgiven that. That's right. This is a political <laughs> podcast. We are taking down the second Bush administration. We, yeah, and we first. Haven't, haven't we forgiven Bush now? Yeah, we have. He's painting away. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. just on his little ranch. Oh, brush. Rel- as someone who feels very much of the Reagan to Bush administration, like that whole 16 year span, is Steve Sanagati, working member of the press. Nick, you were filming at the mouth for this man. I was. He, <laughs> he was the only. He's the only man on the show that doesn't have gel, and that's because he, I think yeah, he probably predates gel. He's like has that kind of like, like a sea wave eighties eighties thing going on. He, like would a you man say who, you're attracted to him? Well, would you say you like him as a? Would, would you say you like him as a person? Um. Yes, I like him because he awards people for doing all the wrong things. Um. He uh. Should I say it now or should I go say ahead it? and say it? We need that. He uh right after the I think it was the Parkland shootings, he and they were doing a moment of silence and LA representative Ted Lieu walked out in protest of doing another moment of silence and not a vote for gun control. He tweeted uh like an article thumbnail with Ted Lieu's face on it. And I believe the exact quote, let me pull it up, was basically, what do you expect from someone who eats cats and dogs, was the tweet, which then a small, like, you know, those Twitter accounts that are like, congrats on 50 retweets type thing, or like celebrity gossip, and it's just like nobody actually follows it. They then interacted with it and said, like, famous or best-selling author, whatever, tweets at uh ted lieu and he then responded to this like very like body twitter account going further into it saying about how like 
It's you responded in, to the award. Oh my god, yeah. the bot account. Wow. Yeah, it's a uh, here. The direct tweet was a. Uh, I'm. Also, he's a best-selling author of the book called *The Manual*. A true bad boy explains how men think, date, and mate, and what women can do to come out on top. Yeah, and that manual is in J. Manual. That movie was, or that book was then made into the 2008 movie *The Ugly Truth*, starring Katherine Heigl and Gerard Butler, in which Katherine Heigl accidentally like w- like puts in a vibrator at Dantana's or something. I that movie. Dantana's like, great, great chicken. Yeah, pie. if you live in LA, come to Dantana's. But like that movie, it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And it's this guy is a pickup artist. That's like his job. Yeah, he tweeted, "What do you expect from a guy who eats cats and dogs?" And then followed up with, "Sorry, but the word racist doesn't apply here. Facts. The idiot was insensitive. Same way anyone who eats a kitten or puppy is. Get it? Good." Wow, what a disgusting person. So anyway, wow. now. That your hero, Nick, turned out to be a terrible person. What are your thoughts? I'm wondering where his publicist is. <laughs> wow. Where is your publicist right Where's now? Where's my publicist? <laughs> I made such, I made such a, a goof. Oh, my God. Where's my publicist? Oh, my God. Hank, can you please be my, like, my sound technician and my publicist? I can help you. Oh, my God. This is... I just love it when a guest comes to a podcast with research and receipts and I mean I am I'm floored right now. Like I like you can tell that that guy definitely has like pinched a few butts in his time and this I mean this is just like I would have loved to talk about uh, John Silverman instead but Steve Sanagati working member of the press is <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god, that is so upsetting. We need to move on from Steve Sanicotti. Uh, no, but we also I, need to talk about how a carriage ride in the middle of winter is a terrible venue for that. Oh, for like those interviews? For those interviews? I, yeah. He, yeah, that is weird. He gave everyone a blanket like when they came on because it seemed like it was that cold. And he was... I, I don't know. But it it's just, not insulated. I mean, they don't have like a space heater no. in those like surreys. Also, we found out that Adrian... Uh, experimented with drugs at the age of 13 and also i think she quoted herself as saying she was promiscuous at 16 yeah Yeah. oh yeah queena (laughs) and and i love elisa's moment when um after she kind of talks shit about everybody she then says that she'd be okay with nudity because she is but like a collection of cells and glands and so well because she's an emt (laughs) She's <laughs> but I like I love that she's so like nihilistic that she's just like oh what do I care I'm just like a collection of yeah of, of glands just like let me ooze my way out of me, this uh, yeah. this underwear <laughs> oh my god oh I love it really cannot be overstated how much Elise Sewell is the one true queen of this cycle and honestly like maybe the show is a total like she is so compulsively good on television. Um, the boyfriend kissing was a lot like they kept harping on that being like oh it's so romantic he just came in and started but they showed like so many different angles I feel like one of them was almost like a security camera view of them like making out yeah it's such like a Corey the BMXer uh Thing, like the, like, the security cam, facing, yeah. Like, like right. But I saw, I saw his pants start to come down. He kind of was. His cells were kind of oozing out of those pants. I mean, everybody was wearing baggy pants. Like it's profile. crazy looking at that. Yeah. All the guys on the show, with the exception of what Jay, like everyone wore baggy. 
Yeah, Jay, Jay is in like the tightest pants imaginable. Yeah. Or like Jay, or the or the bag or Jay's the baggiest pants really. get baggy. I've again I've only watched these episodes and I probably only will watch these episodes, so I can't comment on further. <laughs> we'll we'll send you some good you can be our like Jay manual fashion correspondent. We'll like call you up. Um <laughs> can we just get this other piece of bad news out of the way? while we're like kind of riding like the Reeling. opposite of the high from the Steve Sandigotti news about Marty Granville. Sure. You want to say it? I don't think I have the heart. Please go ahead. No. Okay. <laughs> well, Marty Crandall, um, former bassist for the shins, one of the original members of the shins, unfortunately got kicked out of the band and dumped by Elise for like a domestic dispute with Elise. That's really all I have to say about that. I mean, like they got a lot of cute moments in this, but this story does not end well. Oh, what was it? Decade after? Yeah, it was, mm-hmm. it was like years after this. Um, cause I don't think he's been in the band. I don't think he was a band. I also have to go on record as saying the only Shin song I like is simple song. Um, and they, uh, Oh, that's why we're oh. dating. Um, anyway, the simple song is the only good Shin song, and I do not believe Marty Crandall was playing um, on simple song. So, do you think so our plays are not directly benefiting him. Do you think he's just back in Albuquerque? I hope he's back in like jail or something. That's what happens when you're from Albuquerque. You, you go back. Got like locked up in a cactus or something. Albuquerque is bleak. I'm gonna we, say it. We talked. We talked about this on the last episode but yeah because i kind of used yeah, to live no, out there I, um you i just didn't I you drove, just drove through it i drove through it and i made a stop to go see the car wash from breaking bad and also the house i did the too. house was nondescript the car wash was actually very descript uh but well, i ugh. i maybe not so famously like streaked in front of the house um have i shown you this no. there's a picture of it wow well, speaking of straight culture, we have to talk about Clinton Portis. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Sorry, is that a good segue? Is that a yes. good segue? Streaking. No. Yeah. Oh. Streaking for the Breaking Bad house. That is toxic masculinity. Um, I love Clinton Portis. I, he John didn't and I, say both a of word. You. Did not, truly did he not didn't say even a word. You didn't strike a pose, but you two are still unwavering Portis heads, as I called it. Like, like, the, like the band. I think John is probably less of a Portis head no, yeah. than I am. As weird rival football rivals, I'm a big Redskins fan. Um, you're. I'm not a fan of the DC football team. No, he is not a fan of the DC. The football offensive, team. racist DC football team, mm-hmm. which we're I'm not, not gonna we're not gonna name on this podcast, not... with the exception of Drew just saying it, so everybody knows. We'll what bleep we're talking it out. About. We'll bleep it out. Well, Clinton Port, John is an Eagles fan, so we've had a lot of historical animosity that has come to physical violence many a time. I mean, the did game. The did game. Many shoved a wing down my throat at ye old rustic once. Oh. It really hurt. Ooh. I didn't. <laughs> I mean, sorry. Get- our, our court case is still ongoing, so we did we get any any. Redskins or Eagles jerseys that they dress the girls up in? No. So Elise, just for the sake of they did say, keeping, I want to make. Can I make you an eagle? And somebody said, "Yeah, I don't care. Do whatever." So, well, you caught that. Nobody. nobody yeah, we didn't. That I did write record. down that Elise was in a Bucks jersey. Giselle was in Forty Nine ers. Shannon was in Bears. Cassie was in the Dolphins. Who was in the Giants? Adrian was Adrian Giants was and Robin Jets. was Jets. Jets. Yeah. And the way that one of us wrote down on our notes, um, 
what Team Robin was on was Robina Jets, which is <laughs> my new drag name. Um, Jets. Um, I love this photo shoot, actually. I think it's really cool. Um, we Yeah, let's get into those. But first, we have to mention a panel that Tyra's outfit is maybe the worst one she's ever worn. Um, looked like a f- blouse from Forever 21 that someone had sewed like a serape on the bottom. Um, you said it looked like an ink and money pouch. <laughs> Yeah. It just looked it looked wild. It had like knots on the shoulders. I mean, she really just wears some insane shit. This on a consistent basis. This judging panel was particularly toxic, I thought. Oh yeah. This was bad. Janice was fully on one. I mean, Nick, you mentioned like her car toppling. Oh my comment. gosh, she told Robin she should be toppling cars. Yes, but then who did she say look like they had uh who who was oh, it? Oh, Cassie. Yeah. Yeah. They said she had looked like she had a penis, which is transphobia. Mm. Transphobia. Bad. 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 I or mean, like, like a, she looked like a quadruple amputee. I love. Yeah. Like, yeah. They added yeah, yeah, that yeah. in there too, and I was like, what? I don't know. Oh, I it was did everything phobic. And it is. I, it was also tyrophobic. She also tries too hard. I'm sorry, Janice. Right? Yeah, I have not. J- Nick it's, loves Janice. I love Janice. I love that she has the audacity to say. This is the worst photo I've ever seen. Yeah. But she says it's just no such fewer a than 20 bit, times. Though. Yeah. <laughs> it I is a bit. Like, it really does feel like her trying to be Simon Cowell. Yeah, she's just a character. And this is peak Simon Cowell yeah. like, popularity. Because this aired at yeah. the same time as the Clay Ake and Ruben Studdard season of. That makes sense. Of Idol. Maybe it was Fantasia, actually. It might have been Fantasia. But Speaking it's one of those. Of not two. agreeing with a homosexual lifestyle. Oh, yeah. We were just talking about this yesterday. Like, on that season of American Idol, they manufactured a straight relationship for Clay Aiken with this woman named Carmen Rasmussen, who was, like, the sixth-place finisher. And she is she's, like, now, like, in Utah writing, like, conservative family columns for the Deseret oh. News. But, like, <laughs> imagine, like, trying to... I don't know. I feel so bad for Clay Aiken. And, like, even Adam Lambert. They didn't let him be gay on the show. On, right. on his season. Which, I mean... Like, what, what well, an we, unspoken we, truth. We didn't even talk about... Um, about... Uh, who's the, who was the, the drag queen? Which one? My idol. Ada Vox. Oh no, oh, Damien Noriega. Noriega. Adore. Adore Danny, Delano. Adore Delano being on. Ob- they Idol. didn't let him be gay either. Mm-hmm. And then he. Was imagine like, a, a drag performance on. American he wasn't Idol. in drag. No, I know. Oh, I said oh, imagine. Yeah. No, I know he was. Oh not. no, God! There was so much like. I mean, we really just could not let gay people just live on TV back then. <laughs> but um, yeah. So Janice is a mess. This episode. I mean, everyone else doesn't say anything. I love most of these photos, I will say. Oh, guys, I'm sorry. Sorry to backtrack, but there's more Sanagati problems. Oh. He, sorry, he thinks catcalling women on the street is perfectly okay because it's, quote, a compliment. That's why I said about pinching butts. And that a solution to the situation isn't for men to respect the wishes of women, but for women to stop having so many babies, which I don't see how wow. that follows. Wow. But he said that on CNN. What a greasy pig. Well, no wonder they kind of overlooked the Clinton Portis thing when, like, Robin was like, 
he was less than. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, <laughs> that was, was like, ridiculous. That was a wild thing to say on her part. Of all the people, I don't think like Robin was who Clinton Portis would have lost oh, over. I can't speak to that. We don't. I think Robin. This is one of Robin's better photos. Dare I say? I mean, she's a. She was amputated. Giselle's too. was dumb. They, the sorry. cropping on this photo is crazy. Yeah, I think Robin is very dumb. Robin is not fun to watch. No, Giselle's was dumb. I thought. The oh, jump, bad. but it's like so athletic, and it's just like I I don't get it. It's athletic, but it's also like too literally. Yeah, dancer. but then you have like Clint so Portis short. like way back in the corner, just kind of like he's like looking like what? <laughs> well, now that we're looking at these photos, I think it is so funny that in Robbins, Clinton Portis is standing with his hands behind, behind his back, back like nowhere near her ass. I, I oh my god. Say. Nowhere near her. He is standing as respectfully as he possibly can in this photo. Um, I love Adrian's. I think it looks so cool. She looks like yeah. she's giving like a timeout, <laughs> like like a very fun timeout. She um, put me in timeout. Kazi's is not as bad as everyone says it is. It looks like the like, cropping looks, is bad. It looks like um, what is going to precede the cycle eight um, school. A stereotypes photo shoot when Felicia, the other notable Tyra lookalike, does the jock, and she yeah. does that like jumping thing, and she's got the football makeup on like that. Um, this is really giving me that that energy. If there's energy at all to this, I mean, Adrian's still our sleepy rebel, but it's, it feels more dreamy than the other two. I think Shannon's is great. Her body's slamming. Very Maxim. And then, but my favorite is Elise's. I think that this really? single-handedly launched her Asian modeling career. Yeah, because Elise's, we should say, is the most successful actual model from this cycle. It, is she? Well, yeah. It, I mean, she wasn't like she was on Vogue China, like the cover of Vogue China. She's Vogue perfect Taiwan. for for the Asian that market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Asian market. I don't know. I think because both of my parents know who Adrian Curry is. Yeah. Well, she's the most famous. She's the most personality. Famous, sure. Um, John, what did you think of this photo? It seems like you had a little bit of dissension here. It's just fine. I don't know. Her arms splayed out in a very spindly way. She's a I spindly girl. I don't love it. I think Clinton looks enraptured. He's lusted. He's not. He is. He just appreciates Elise as much as we all do. But for... So I think Adrian is... Adrian is my favorite, I think, here. Agreed. Um, Seconded. Okay. Yeah. Outnumbered. Okay, <laughs> Elise's is my favorite. I yeah. think we can all agree that pimpleized Giselle... She describes herself as pimpleized. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear that? Well, I think... She, yeah. She deservedly goes home. Um... And is not not at all famous. She's famous in the the carnival um, the carnival cruise, cruise uh, circuit because that's what she does now. Although she did, you say, do backup dancing for Michael Jackson, which yeah. is really cool because she mentions she episode. mentioned in the with the publicist oh, that yes. she wants to meet Michael Jackson. That was one day. so weird. Yeah, nobody else was like, oh, this is what I want to do. This I just felt like it was added in there in such a weird way. And it was prophetic because she danced for his forty fifth birthday mm-hmm. celebration. Also, um, I wonder must... if she's gonna watch the new doc. Yeah, it must be said that we're recording this episode uh, the weekend that um, 
Leaving Neverland is coming out. Um, and I guess we all need to go watch that. Mm. And learn. Uh, what a dark end of this episode. Um, <laughs> John Smith, thank you so much for being here. Do you have any final thoughts about like the depravities that you've seen? Any more Steve it's, Sanagati comments I, that you'd like to share? I I would watch like a mid like a season seven episode or something, just to okay. see how different it would be, whether a budget makes it a little bit better, whether they decide to frame things differently, or like I don't well, know. I, I think they're they definitely, I mean, it's been on forever. They're probably learning as they're going. And I'm sure, you know, season cycle, whatever, like eight, nine is vastly different than the yeah. first one. Well, I can tell you, some things don't change just as well. Because if you join us mid-cycle seven, you will get AJ, who we've already talked about the yeah. AJ hairstyle. At least 2.0. At least 2.0 with that, with that palm tree hair. So, so that will not have changed. Okay. Everything does look a little bit more expensive. I think this is a very raw cycle in terms of personal drama between the contestants and the way that their stories are framed. Yeah. So you might be a little... I think like their level of producing in later seasons is what we're more used to with shows like yeah. Drag Race or like, like a like a top model or no like a project runway like stuff like that that's no. a little bit more also never saw that you never seen project runway no have we not watched project runway episodes with you no have we not i feel like we've mm. literally watched we irena shaleva at your house we watched before. it at your house maybe you, you might have been gone I don't remember it. Ugh. Anyway, it's all good. This anyway, is not this interesting for anyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, to inside baseball, um, yeah. I mean, before is there anything you'd like to promote? Podcasts are supposed to have plugs, but yeah. <laughs> John on, doesn't. On Hulu, you can stream and Netflix uh, seasons one through eleven of Frasier. Uh, <laughs> it's available before NBC does their Cut own separate. Hank. Kill uh, separate streaming service, so they're probably going to put that behind a paywall or an ad wall. So get on that. Uh, yeah, that that's that's it for this cycle. Oh, also, I forgot Kelsey Grammer's Instagram account, which is a specific dive you're going to be taking, but just know it's there. It's a little upsetting, but that's also something that he worked pretty hard on. Thanks. He worked so hard. Um, it's really and- creepy. I would like to plug um, the new show on Fox, Proven Innocence, starring Kelsey Grammer um, and Rochelle Lefebvre about a woman who's unjustly incarcerated who uh, gets out of jail, goes to law school, becomes an attorney, and plans revenge against the corrupt judge who took her to jail in the first place. Um, And you can catch that every Friday night on Fox. Um, I think that's it for this episode. Thank you again for everyone tuning in to another episode of Smize Queens. Uh, you can listen to us on anywhere you get podcasts, rate and review on Apple Music. I don't think Spotify has that, but just listen, stream, and yeah, you can get everything on Hulu. Watch along with us. It's really fun. And the next episode, we are going to be covering... Um, the last three episodes of this cycle, excluding 
the like clip show or reunion. We are not covering those in this in this Couldn't podcast. Know. I mean, there's just so there's 24 cycles of this. Like, we cannot do that. Um, but yeah, hope everyone had fun today. Um, now we're gonna go beat up John for talking about Fraser this much. So and probably go play some more Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. Buy equip toothbrushes. Buy equip. We are not. We are not allowed to do that. Um, bye. <laughs> Cut him off. Cut him kill off. Him, kill him. I'm a model bitch. When I pump the cat's walk, they wanna follow, bitch. My load too heavy to ever swallow, bitch. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.